When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following production is brought to you by The Talkin' Buds Leave Show. Here we go, Talkin' Buds Leave Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is cold outside, but it is getting warm. In the coach's office at the Ford Performance Center. You know, last episode, you were talking about the ebbs and flows of a season. And, you know, they have a great West Coast road trip. And everything's hunky-dory. Martin Jones is the savior, so on and so forth. Fast forward a week later, they're on a three-game loser to epically disappointing performances on the weekend against the Colorado Avalanche who showed this Toronto Maple Leaf team what big boy hockey looks like and the Detroit Red Wings who arrived at Scotiabank Arena 30 seconds before the game was supposed to start and ended up getting a come from behind W. A lot of people are probably thinking that we're going to come on here and we're going to spaz. No spazzing will be had on this episode of the Talking Buds Leaf Show. Level-headed conversation. Realistic, level-headed conversation is what's going to be had here today. And I want to start... <sighs> Went to the gym this morning, fired up 32 thoughts, and listened to Elliot and Jeff Merrick discuss whether the Leafs should be buyers or sellers heading into this trade deadline. I don't know if I'm there yet. I don't know if I'm ready to say the Leafs should be... Not that they said that. They were just having the discussion. But I don't know if I'm ready to say the Leafs are sellers or should be sellers, rather. Here's the thing. I actually commend Sheldon... Like, a lot of people got on Sheldon after the game for saying what he said about watching McKinnon's line and McCarr and Taves out there and how it was... It was He said, it's an, there's NHL hockey, and then there's that. It's another level that we just couldn't handle was basically what he was saying. I, I thought he was completely correct in saying that. And it at the end of the day... When you look at this team and you look at them against competition like the Colorado Avalanche, and then you look at the follow-up effort against the Detroit Red Wings, a game that Ilya Samsonov played pretty well in, and they couldn't get him a W because they played like shit. It just comes back to the conversation we've been having since the offseason. Last week, you made a commitment to William Nylander. You made a commitment to Austin Matthews. They're going to make a commitment to Mitch Marner. We're going to talk about Tavares later, but as far as those three go, they're here to stay. 
I think it's just the same thing that we've been harping on for weeks. In order to get the most out of this team, a coaching change needs to be made. Yeah. I mean, going back to your deadline conversation about buyers and sellers, I mean, I've been on this all year. It makes zero sense for this team to be buyers. So you have nothing, like there's nothing to sell. There's nothing to buy. It's been widely reported that they don't want to move off Minton, Cowan, or the first round yeah. pick. And so what exactly do they have to give up? And in years past, it's been proven that even going out and getting one guy at the deadline, or even last season, basically making up your whole team, redoing your whole team in the middle of the season, which was pretty fun and cool at the time. But that also kind of didn't work. It got you through a round, but ultimately it didn't work. Um, and yeah, we've been, we've been saying, and, and I found that what I found interesting too, was the, I actually did like Sheldon Keefe coming out and just saying the facts, just, we just played a group of players who are just on another level and are just ridiculous which was kind of nice to watch and kind of nice to hear out of Sheldon. And then the blender, the blender, because I was kind of out of it all Sunday. I didn't really hear about the blender. And then I throw on the game and I'm like, who, who, what, who's playing where nice on the fourth line, Marner and Domi and Bertuzzi are together. Pontus so, Pontus I mean, is up on the first line. I thought the Islander game was just kind of like a, the, the byproduct of a long NHL season. And you're just going to go through you're just going to lose to teams in, o in OT. Like, that's just what's going to happen. But I guess, I mean, I was I was at a wedding on Saturday, so I wasn't able to watch the Colorado game. But I guess just watching what McKinnon and McCarr and Taves and that whole clan did to, to the Leafs, that, that made Sheldon Keefe make the, probably the biggest blender I've ever seen since Babcock took over. Like that was that was more that was a food processor. Yeah, that was. wasn't even a blender. It was. I so I I watched the Saturday night game and then I I rewatched the condensed game on Sunday morning because I wanted because the Bills the Bills game got moved to Monday so I was like oh, I got to watch something so I put on like like the condensed YouTube version of that game and what stood out to me and and I think this is what Sheldon was was alluding to was. The Avalanche go down 3 nothing. Nate McKinnon, he just has a level and a switch internally that these Leaf play they just don't have it. Like, they don't have it. They're not wired that way. I've said it about these guys forever. If the game is not tailored to the way they want to play, they are ineffective. And that's exactly what happened on Saturday against the Avalanche. And Nate McKinnon just would not be denied. He was just like... We're not losing this hockey game. And the Avalanche best players took over. And Bob's your uncle. They come back and get the dub. And I just think with coming back to the whole, it's time to move on from Sheldon thing. Like, my point is, the team is the team. Could they and will they make a, a move heading up to the, leading up to the deadline? Sure, probably. But like, like you and I said last week, who are you? There's no one out there that you're bringing enough significance. You're not doing what Kyle Dubas last year and overhauling the roster. It's not happening. So what you got to do is you've got this you've got this wet towel and wet face cloth, right? That you're squeezing trying to get every last drop out of. And Sheldon Keefe has done all he can. He's done all he can. He's taken this team as far as he can take them. Most coaches would have got fired after blowing a 3-1 series lead to the Montreal Canadiens. 
Most coaches would have got fired again the following year, losing to the Tampa Bay Lightning and coming out with the we got respect in the handshake line. Most coaches would have got fired after getting dummied in five games by the Florida Panthers. The guys had a long enough leash. This is the team. It's not changing. You're currently sitting in third place in the Atlantic Division, one point ahead of the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Detroit Red Wings. You're hanging on for dear life to a playoff spot. If you want to see if you can get anything else out of this team, and if you want this team to achieve more than what it currently has, you need someone else back there, especially when you got a guy like Craig Berube sitting right there who has a proven track record with the St. Louis Blues of coming in and turning that team around. I'm not saying Craig Berube is going to come in here if they fire Keith and bring him in and the Leafs are going to go and win a Stanley Cup, but I am saying there needs to be a dynamic shift. I, I ranted and raved two episodes ago when I about the, the whole stupid we're benching David Camp thing. It, it's over. The star players are not bought in. When, when you have efforts, and I know I know people, and, and, and I agree, I know people sit and they go, these are professional athletes. Why do they need a coach to come in and, and galvanize them? Like, you should get ready. And I understand that. But that's just not the way it is, all right? And when you watch these guys, they're checked out, man. Like, they're checked out. They, they're, they're not listening anymore. It's over. It's over. And if you keep Sheldon Keefe, if you do the chicken shit thing, Brendan, not to not to disrespect Tree Living, but we know who's calling the shots here, Brendan. If you're going to do the chicken shit thing and you're going to keep him around for the rest of the year, your best case scenario is you're going to make the playoffs as either a wild card team or third in the division. You're going to have a tough matchup to start, and you're going to be done in the first round. So if that's what you want to do, cool. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, I the, the, the quote-unquote chicken shit thing was already done by bringing him back in the first place. I mean, Dubas leaving was, the to me, the ultimate... We're restarting this thing. Like we're not restarting it as in like we're we're doing a rebuild or anything, but we're gonna bring in something new. It hasn't worked, whatever. We've seen success. I mean, it's not like they haven't made the playoffs. Look at the look at the Buffalo Sabres, look at the Ottawa Senators. I mean, it could be a lot worse, to be honest with you. But getting rid of Dubis was just bringing in a new culture and 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 just to me it was just out of sympathy keeping this guy. And I know his his regular season record is like it's incredible. They they they've, they've been a good team under him. Like in, in the grand scheme of things, they could be a non-playoff team that is just terrible. But no, they make the playoffs over the year. They kind of do their thing. But it's just this whole, like, I, I, I'm i honestly at the point now where I can't even get mad, especially in the regular season, because yeah, it's just this, this year, your expectations have to be at the right place. And I think mine have been in the exact right place all season. It's just, they need a change. They didn't make the change. And and it's just like and if, if we know what they are, if if they if Matthews isn't scoring, if the big boys aren't scoring, they're not winning. Yep. And when and when you watch a guy like Nate McKinnon, who has all the, who's just a powerhouse, and who a guy who I love his story because he came into the league and he wasn't even that great off the bat, and then one day just turned on and said, "Fuck it, I'm going to be the best player in the league." So, I mean, I I don't know, man. Like it's it's hard for me to. I'm running out of solutions here is basically but, what but I'm you, getting at. The, the reason why I'm I'm hung up on firing the coach is because to me, that's the, that's the biggest it's bullet the you have solution. in the chamber. Yeah. It's the yeah. biggest bullet you have in the chamber. And it, it just, uh, what you said about like, 
yes, Sheldon deserves credit and respect for what he's done here in the regular season. And I don't, I don't think Sheldon Keefe is a bad coach. I honestly don't. I think he's been here too long. And I think his, it's just run its course. It's run its course. If you look at the, the two games over the weekend, you just said it, their best players aren't, they're not making plays. They're not producing. And they're not looking good. William Nylander didn't look good in the Islander game or the Avalanche game or the, the Red Wings game. Yeah, his, he didn't look good. Doubt. He's chilling yeah, out yeah, he, now, did, baby. he didn't look good. Like, yeah. he didn't look good. And and w- these guys need somebody behind the bench that's going to shift the dynamic. Like, they also need somebody behind the bench who's going to take their foot and shove it up John Tavares's ass. That guy is awful. It's awful. He's awful. He's awful. Like, it's just... Uh, like. It's Keith. Keith literally benched him in the third period the other night against the the Avalanche. That's how, and then he comes out the following night and he's you could argue he's he's even worse. It's you want to know my scorching hot take? Lay it on me. Go. If this guy is not willing to take a significant haircut. At the end of next season, on a one-year extension, goodbye. Goodbye. And the only people who are going to get mad and upset at me saying that are people who are emotionally attached to the guy because he signed here and came home. I was just as excited as the rest of us. I really was. And I am always the one who's harping on, we can't be 2020 with hindsight the day he signed. Because a lot of people are like, that's the worst contract in the league. And I get why they say that. But... When he signed, none of us cared. It was, oh my God, they got Chon Tavares. I'm coming home. He's the first guy to do it. Tip my cat to him. We love him. He'll be a legend. He'll be a Leaf captain forever. But like, listen, at the end of the day, I do think the guy's probably not 100%. And not 100% at his age has rendered him completely ineffective. And when his deal is up at the end of next season, how old is he going to be when his deal is going to be up at the end of next season? 35. You are a senior citizen in the National Hockey League at 35 years old. So unless this dude is willing to sign a one-year extension at three to four million dollars, goodbye. Like, thank you for your service. We really appreciated you coming home. All the best. If you want to retire, we'll, 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 You'll put you on Legends Row right now. You can do alumni appearances. You, You know what? You can go sit up beside Brad. In the in the do the spetsa. Yeah, you can yeah. go do that. Absolutely. Shaniel gets you an office, no problem. But it's just like, I'm sorry. Like God, he's awful. Like just watching, they can't ski, can't move. Yeah, yeah, can't yeah. move. I mean, yeah. And it was really on display against a team like Colorado that is a Stanley Cup caliber. Like the Red Wings are not a Stanley Cup caliber hockey team. I was actually watching that game, going, the Red Wings are. I've caught up to. This Leaf roster is currently constituted in terms of like how they play. They're pretty similar. The 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 Avalanche, what Sheldon Sheldon keeps right on the money. That is a Stanley Cup caliber hockey team, led by Stanley Cup caliber players. And, and what's the difference between the Avalanche and the Leafs? Okay, I mean Nate McKinnon, first of all, is just a little bit of a cut above of just just about anybody in the league other than McDavid. But he talks about Taves and McCarr. Like that that is a one two punch with guys who can skate, who can move the puck, who can make plays. Like they just, they don't have that. They don't have that on no, the back end. No, and, and when you, when you, 
But here's the thing. When the big boys are going, like last week in, in the West Coast road trip, we're sitting here going, you know what? They've got a bunch of depth guys on defense, and it actually looks pretty good. Yeah, I know. It's Why big- are we saying that? Because the big boys are rolling, the big boys are producing, it takes the spotlight off everything else. As soon as the big boys go quiet, you start noticing Jake McCabe making dumb passes. Lilligren last night on the game-winning goal, just a stupid pass, like no-look pass around his own net, right on a Red Wings player stick, and it's in the back of the net. Yeah, and and my boy, Mark Giordano, is oh, just... Talk boy. about... See, if yeah. John Tavares is a senior citizen, like, John Tavares is in, is in, a, is in a retirement residence... Mark Giordano's in a nursing home. Yeah, yeah. Okay? I mean, like, no, di- again, and I'm not... No, we love Mark. We, I love Gio. Yeah, I love yeah, yeah. him. Gio's I love him. But at the but it, the fact of the matter is, is you're 40 years old. Like, you can't... Mark Giordano needs to be their five or six guy and needs to be deployed as such. Well, period. All, all of them are period. five or six guys. Yes, like, except for Morgan Riley. That's the problem. Like, that is literally the PJ problem with Brody this hockey team. PJ Brody has fallen off an absolute cliff... Like, uh, uh, that guy is just off a cliff. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut... Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG. Dot com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. But again, when the big boys are producing, all this goes away, and we don't notice that. And when the big the big boys are inconsistent. You look behind the bench and go, why are these guys inconsistent? You, we need to be getting more out of them. We need to be, like, this year of all years, these guys need to need to pick this team up, put them on their back, and take them on a run. This year of all years. And if they're going to be this inconsistent team that we've seen through the first half of this season, because we're at the halfway point now. it's Basically a 500 hockey team. Yes. It screams, it screams, We've got one move here. Sure. We get to the deadline. We can go and we can we can add a depth piece. Absolutely. But we need to get, get as much juice out of these guys as we can. And my best buddy behind the bench, ain't, he, he's not going to do it. He can't do it. He's never been able to do it. He's not going to do it. Yeah. And and this is this goes back to last week where I was saying I, I get the frustration with people with Nylander's contract. I mean... 
You are signing another guy to a big contract, and they're basically a 500 team this year because they don't have enough depth. And we know, and these big boys have to carry them more than any other year, but they they can't do it, man. Like this is like this is uh, the, talking about this hockey team is just the definition of insanity. It's just it's over and over. It's a merry go round. It's it's. I mean, I like in this year. This year's just not it, man. It's just not it. Like, and they have they basically got to remake their hockey team again next year. But because- that doesn't. But here's the thing. I, I don't think when you say it's not it, I want to take. I want to go back to what you said a few minutes ago, which is talking about having expectations in the right place. We're not sitting here going, it's not it. Blow the whole thing up. This is a disaster. We're just saying, if you live in the, like, what did I do two episodes ago? Take your your rose-colored glasses off and put your realistic glasses on, and the realistic glasses are saying, this is a middle-of-the-road hockey team that's good enough to make the playoffs, and the only shot they have of going on a run is if their star players just absolutely go legend mode. Yeah, which they which they can do in the regular season at times, but we know they they we know they can't. And they do need it. Like, my word of the day is galvanize. They need a new voice to galvanize this group. It is it's so Brendan, Brendan. How much more evidence do you need, man? How do you, like like what? Are you like? Are you scared? Like, is the board gonna get pissy if you go and ask them for some more money? What I don't understand. Like, what you're not th- this whole thing of like, well, firing the coach is just uh, it's it's taking the heat off the players. That that argument's out the fucking window. Like, it's out the window. You're committed to these guys. They're here. It is what it is. Yeah, not that hard. <laughs> it's not that hard. Like, it's not. Well, like, why? Why did saying I wasn't gonna spaz? I know. I know. But like, I mean. I, I just never understood the bringing him back in the first place. Yeah, like, and, what, what was the reason? Like and, realistically, like I, I mean, because, other than other than there's two there's two reasons. One, I think they just had a little bit of sympathy card for some reason. Number two, you can make an argument about his regular season success, but other than that, it's like <sighs> here's what I think. I think I here a few reasons. One, first and foremost, I think Brad Tree Living's a nice guy. This is exactly what he did in Calgary. He came in and he retained the previous head coach. Two, I think Brendan, after getting rid of Kyle, also did not want to get rid of Sheldon and have to go and ask the board for no, more money to pay a new coach. And three, over the offseason, the candidate pool wasn't great. Like, it, it, it really wasn't. But now, you've got a guy like Craig Berube sitting right there. Sign him to a two-year deal. Like, you don't have to, like, you don't have to give the guy five years, even though MLSE can afford it. Like just bring him in on like a two, three year deal and say, here you go. You're coming in. Like his shelf life clearly wore out. Like he's probably, he's probably a hot, like this, this group needs a guy that's going to come in here, kick these guys in the ass. Like that's what they need. That's what they need. Yeah. It's just, I just, it's, that is the one thing that I'm so frustrated with. It's, it's just, it's, it's jumping off your television. What needs to happen here. And Brendan Shanahan just sits up there like, just doesn't do it. Well, I mean, I guess they're just cool with where they're at. I don't know. Like that's there's that's, no way you can be cool with where you're well, at. You, I think that's kind of there's some truth to that. You came, yeah, I guess. Like maybe maybe they're playing the long game here, but it's like you only got like every year that you have Austin Matthews, you need to be doing whatever you can to get the most success out of this group. Period. End of discussion. Like full stop. The, you can't be punting on a season 
when Austin Matthews is on your team. It's that simple. I would pay just an endless amount of money to sit in a room with Brendan Shanahan and Brad Tree Living to talk to for to just hear the actual like let's just get a grab a whole bottle of truth serum yeah. and just get in a room with them and just really, really get after it. Because I it's I don't know. It, it some things are hard to explain. Like there's just it it is kind of just the same thing over and over and over again. So there has to be some truth to just being like, maybe we're just like good where we're at. I don't know. Like we 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 think we're doing it right. Like the way you're supposed to do it is you're supposed to kind of rebuild like they did. They had the fastest rebuild in the history of the league. It was one season. And you know, they they got all their players and for we thought they were gonna be like not not a dynasty, but at some point when you get this many good players, this is kind of the route you need to take, like kind of the Chicago Blackhawk method, Pittsburgh method. And it's just, it hasn't worked. And it's just every year it's, it's the same thing. And it's just, they have to be okay with just where they're at because I don't, I don't really see any other argument any other way because well, they, mean, they, everything's kind of the same. But if you're going to compare this team to last year's team, last year's team was comfortably in second place in the division, got home ice. This team's not getting home ice in the playoffs. Remember at the start of the year, I was like, this, this team needs to go out and win a division. Oh. I clearly was just yeah. out to lunch on that take. They don't I, have I don't the think, depth. I don't they don't think, have the defense. They don't have, no. they don't have the goaltending. No. But frankly, it's. No. No, I don't think they're content with where they're at because it's a regression from last year. They're 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 in they're clinging on for dear life for third in the division and are like one point away from being tied with Tampa and Detroit. Like there's a scenario that by the end of and guess like let's take a look at let's take a look at the upcoming schedule, shall we? Let's take a look at the upcoming schedule. You've got the Oilers who have won ten in a row. Yeah. You've got the Flames who like Calgary's having like kind of a down year, but that, these teams always get up to play the Leafs. Ever like whatever. You've got the Vancouver Canucks next Saturday night, who are one of the best teams in hockey. You've got the Seattle Kraken the very next night, another back to back, which means Samsonov's getting one of those games. And then you've got a home and home against the Winnipeg Jets. There is it is quite conceivable that by next week they are out of a playoff position. The Edmonton Oilers are an interesting hockey team too. Yeah. Another interesting. They've won ten in a row. It's just like, but after just absolutely sucking ass, and they, honestly, they, they kind of like they're another weird franchise. Like I would love to get an Oilers guy on here and talk about how how they how they feel too, because they're kind of in the same boat. But yeah, I, I, I don't like if there's something that frustrates me here. It's again, it, it's it's not getting out in front of things. So it's like, what do you like? I said, it jumps off your TV. What? needs to happen. So what are you going to do? You're going to go like, let's just say that they, they struggle on this road trip. Let's just say they do. They might not like we've been saying there's the ebbs and flows. Like for all we they, know, they always do. Okay. Out West and in, in Canada, they for always all do. We okay. know, and they've also been a way better road team this year than they've been a home team. If we like, we could be sitting here next week going, you know what? They did pretty well and whatever, ride it out. And Sheldon did it again or whatever. But also the thing that gets me is what if you go out there and you don't do well on this road trip? Now you're behind the eight ball. Now you're chasing. Now you're trying to get back in the playoff spot. Like, why are we going to get out in front of this and go, I see the writing on the wall here. Even if we go on another five, four or five game win streak, this team has proven that we're going to have another dip at some point where we're looking at these star players, wondering where the fuck they are in certain big games. So why not get out in front of that, get, send Sheldon on his merry way and get somebody else in here. I, it's just, it's, it's mind boggling. Well, I thought after the California trip, they finally took care of teams they were supposed to take care of. Was, they were looking pretty good. And then now all of a sudden they're not looking pretty good. And and look, I guarantee you we'll reconvene 
after this Western road trip and they'll do okay. And we'll like, it's just, yeah. But like like I said, best, best case scenario this year, because you're right. The season ebbs and flows are going to whatever. But with this team currently constituted, even if you go and add another depth defenseman, it's, I'm sorry, the way this team plays under Sheldon Keefe, the way he deploys the roster, the way the way he gets out coached. Got Derek Lalonde had two minutes to get ready for the game on Sunday night and coach circles around him, for Christ's sake. You're going to go into a first-round series. So, like, you're either going to play the Florida Panthers as the third seed in the division, and that is, Elliot said that on uh, the broadcast last night and what you and I have been saying, he goes, I hate that matchup for them. Oh, they're done. They're cooked. Or you're going to be a wild card team and you're going to play the Bruins or the Rangers. Do you see them winning either one of those series? No, no. So another year, another first round exit. I I could make the argument that any team that they play in the playoffs, it's not, they don't have an easy matchup because that's not the type of team they are. They're never going to sweep anybody. It's just the type of brand of hockey. They play anybody. They play in the first round is going to be a six or seven game matchup. That's just the, that's just who they are. That's true. It doesn't matter. They could play. I could make the argument that they, if they played, and I said this last year too, if they played the Montreal Canadians in the, in the first round, I don't think there's a guarantee they're winning that series. Well, the Even, they play, they've lost to the Sabres a bunch. They've lost to Ottawa a bunch. Yeah. There's no guarantee that they, they could play any team in that division in a seven game series. And I, I don't. I'm not confident. Yeah. I'm not confident against anybody because, you, and the reason why you're not confident is because you see the way this team plays and like the inconsistent manner in which this team plays. And it's and I'm not. I'm not confident because I because of what I've watched over the past seven years. And they they were three <laughs> one against the Montreal Canadiens after destroying the bubble, and they somehow blew. It's just and he and he survived that. And there's there's how many coaches survive something like that? That's just who they are. That's yeah. why. People clown on us. That's why people clown on Leaf fans, and that's why it's very Dallas Cowboys. Oh, like it's you just, brought it up, man. You know, like it's, I gotta say, I thoroughly enjoyed that yesterday, as as you can tell. But it's the 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 Leaf Cowboy comparison is so on the money. Yeah. It's so on the money. Like, I I don't feel confident. I think that if they played the Sabers in the first round, they would go. It would go seven games. Yeah. Like I, that's just who they are. That's just the way they play. And it will be interesting to see if what like. Sheldon threw it in the fruit food processor, the lines. Let's see how long that lasts. Yeah. Too. Next next game, it's going to be back to. Well, when he needs a goal, what does he yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. Matthews, Marner, Nylander. And then against the, the Red Wings, they get three power plays, all kind of like, I wouldn't say ticky tack calls, but kind of newer NHL ticky tack well, calls. Well, that's because Sheldon, the night before, so Matthews gets cross checked, right? Laying there on the boards. He's clearly in discomfort. Nobody does anything. Granted, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too bent out of shape because what's Noah Gregor gonna do? But no offense, Noah Gregor, but what what's he gonna do? Um, so Keith after the game says the ref told me that he fell into the boards and that he wasn't cross cross checked. So uh, kind of shot at the refs there. So they got a few make good calls the following night, and yeah, yeah three just, power plays against a team that just arrived at your arena ten minutes, minutes ago. ago. Yeah, ten minutes ago, and they don't capitalize like yep. that. that that's them in the playoffs too. They get a bunch of power plays. They don't capitalize. It's just, I don't know. It's the same. It's the same old, same old. It's, it's exhausting. I, I wish, I mean, I, I, this season is very challenging to, to analyze because there's only so many times I can come on here and go skip Bayless. It's just at the end of the day, it, we're all just kind of fool. Like they just are what they are, man. Like it's, it's, and it's exhausting. 
Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. Yep. Just dissecting this team week week after week during an 82 game. Well, that's game why season. we don't do. That's why we don't do. That's why I have so much respect for the the the, the podcasts and the YouTube channels and stuff who do something after every game. It's like, "Oh my god, what a mental roller coaster yeah. that yeah. is." Like, I, I mean, I couldn't just, do that. Just just look at the facts. They're just not good enough. They sometimes they look good enough, sometimes they play good enough, sometimes they have a formula that works great. I think so here's the thing. There's two there's two things though. I keep coming back to this. Yes, personnel, especially on the blue line, it's not good enough. Full stop, okay? But when you look, I'm taking Tavares out of this. When you look at the the big three, to be inconsistent like that, like to play the way they played, you need more out of those guys. Like, and, and Sheldon's not getting it. He's not getting it. Like, it's so it's like, yes, they're not good enough from a personnel standpoint on certain areas on the team. But, like, why has William Nylander been sleepy the last three games? Who is there, like, go, going after him and saying, wake up? Your your boy Tyler Bertuzzi also got stapled to the bench in the third period yeah, against yeah, the, yeah. the Avalanche as well. They're legend. Like, it's it just, you got to try it. Like, you have to try it. And if you're not, if they don't remove Sheldon Keefe, then I think your theory of of... Sheldon and Brad, or not Sheldon, Shanny and Brad, sitting up there and going, eh, you know what, it is what it is, then I think you're right. I think if you don't fire Sheldon Keefe or aren't at least considering it right now, then then you're right in your theory of maybe they just know it and they're just like, well, we're just going to ride out the rest of the season. I don't think, I, I think barring, if they just keep playing the way they're playing, which is just consistently inconsistent, but good enough to make it, he's not getting fired. I, I can, well, no, I can he, promise you fired. that right now. He's not getting fired in season. No, yeah. no. I mean, we could play the game that we played last year with Dubas is what's good enough to not get fired. Mm-hmm. And last year I said winning one round was enough for Dubas to not get fired. And then, I mean, that kind of ended up playing out in a different situation. I mean, Dubas kind of went rogue, but I mean, what, what, what situation would this guy have to be in to keep his job at this point? And yeah. if, like to me, it's like they went around. That's great, but if then they go out and get slapped in the second round, like they did last year, didn't that didn't make me feel better at all? Like I was happy they got the monkey off the back and we got a couple more episodes out of it, but it was they still got slapped. So I mean, I, I don't really see, and this is the whole thing about this season. It's like it's just not. It's just not it, man. It, what what is the outcome we're looking for here? Like we know it's not going to happen. Well, I told you, I to- which is why bringing back the coach in the first place made no yeah, sense. I like told- it's just this year is just a mind game. The out- the outcome we're looking for is squeezing the the towel and trying to get more water out of it. When with respect to the best players, and Sheldon Keith can't do it. Like that that is the outcome we're getting here. Like why, why, that, so, I mean, that's the outcome we're looking for here. Why, like, why we? It. Why even come out and play this? Like this season is just such a waste of time, in my opinion. But I mean, there there are some other circumstances. Like some guys are still under big contracts, making big money that you can't do anything about. I mean, how are you supposed to? How are you supposed to go find a Kale McCard in, in a in a in a Devon Taves right now? Okay, you're not. You, you can't. That's why. Can't. That's why I keep saying like everyone is like, well, you know, after uh, after the deadline, this team will look different. It's like how? Like okay, so they go and get an, another. F- like their defense is filled with five, six defensemen. They're going to go get another one of those. Not saying they should do it, but like they're they're not getting a difference maker. I know. Like they're not getting. There's there's also a bunch of people on Twitter who are saying they need to go get another forward because when the big boys get shut down, they've got nobody yeah, who can they, score they, they a goal. A, they need a third line center. Yeah. I mean they they don't have a third line center. I, I like 
I like that Domi because he's a Domi, but he's not. He's no third line center that's winning a cup. I'll tell you that yeah. right now. It's just, I don't know. Yep. It's it's really really exhausting. Yep. It's exhausting. All right. Well, we've ranted and raved enough. Again, I I, I said I wasn't going to spaz. I ended up spazzing a little bit. It just makes no sense. Yeah, it does make no sense. The season makes no sense. And it's frustrating, too, because the t- the clock is ticking. Yes. If you think about think about anybody who gets a new job, say say you're someone who gets a new managerial job or you're, you become a new CEO or something, you can't just walk into a company and start just making changes unless you're just an absolute animal. So if you look in that case and with Brad Tree Living, he had to come in, he kind of had to analyze his own situation, and that takes time, but... I mean, time's kind of time's kind of like running out here. I don't, I don't, I don't mean this to disrespect Brad Tree Living. I don't. I don't look at him right now. I look at Brendan Shanahan and I go, "Wake up!" That's what I do. Wake up, sleepy. Like, wake up. I know the numbers across the board are good and attendance is good and viewership's good and the board's probably very happy with that. Think of what they'd be if you were actually able to get more out of your star players on a nightly basis. And someone's going to look at me and go, Matthews has a, how many goals does he have? 30 goals? 30, like, yeah. Like, like Matthew. And it's like, yes, I know that. But like, how do you watch him against, how do you watch him against the, Colorado Avalanche, he's got 33 goals. How do you watch him against the Colorado Avalanche and go, this is a guy who, when he has to go out there in the first round against the Florida Panthers, is going to be a difference maker. Like, how do you do that? Like, you can't do that. You can't do it. He, like, it's another example of the Keefe example. It's, how can we ever criticize how good this guy is, really? If you really look at it, just he's on pace to be the greatest goal scorer in the history of the game. Like, how can we yes. sit here and really criticize this guy? Sheldon Keefe, unbelievable record since being a head coach. How can you criticize the guy? But it's just, if you, if you love, if you love this team, if you love the blue and white and you, and you stick through the 82 and you watch, like you just, a lot of people will call us idiots for saying that, but a lot of people know what we're talking about. Yes. And it's, that's why it's so frustrating you because need, it's Matthews is going to out. Scores goals. Marner's going to get his cookies. Nylander's going to look good. That's all well and good. But in order to get this team to play the way it needs to play to beat the Colorado Avalanches and the Florida Panthers and the Boston Bruins of the world, it there needs to be a fresh set of eyes and a new philosophy with when it comes to how you're going to deploy this roster and moving guys around and like it just. It's, 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 it's the Sheldon thing has, is it's stale. It's over. It's old. It's just, it's time. It's, it's past time. It was time after the Montreal series. So it's like, we're like, if this thing expired three years ago, it is really, it is really old now. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. Uh, well, hopefully, hopefully they, they go out West. I, I, they always do decent out there. They always play the Oilers pretty well. They always, Play the Flames, all right. They always go into Vancouver and go into OT and will probably lose again. And I mean, Winnipeg's another story. And I don't know. It's just this season is just, I, I don't, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's just not going to be good enough. And we're going to be back here next season at the start, hopefully with something new to talk about. Yeah. But as this season keeps going, it, it, we're just going to be talking about the same things over and over again, because that's what this team does the same thing over and over and over again. And 
get the same result. Hence why we come on here and talk about the same things because everything's the same. That's right. All right. We're going to get out of here. Um, probably be back again later this week. I thought like we were going to do an episode on Wednesday, but then after, after last night's loss, I was like, Oh no, no, we gotta, we gotta get on and talk about this a lot sooner, probably Friday, considering they've got another back to back on uh, coming up on the weekend. So who knows? Given the the roller coaster of the season, we could be right back here on Friday going, look at us, what a bunch of couple of idiots and whatever. Or we could be back here going, Brendan, yeah, Brendan. And hopefully those games in hand they have on Tampa Bay and, and and the Red Wings don't disappear because that's the only kind of positive you're holding on to right now is they got basically four points that they could get over the Red Wings and those and and six over the Lightning. But I mean, who knows? They could go on this road trip and suck. So. Right. Thank you very much for checking us out, everybody. If you like what you see, hit that like and subscribe button below. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Really appreciate it. Catch you guys next time.